I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. All podcasts on the NRL Supercoach Talk Network are proudly sponsored by Brett Oten Solicitors, a law firm specializing in the entertainment, media, and tech industries. Now, if you need any intellectual property, contract, or other business advice, please visit brettoaten.com.au, B-R-E-T-T-O-A-T-E-N, Sydney-based but servicing clients throughout the Rugby League universe. And if you don't need any um, sort of advice from Brett, just visit the website anyway, just to have a look at some of the awesome artists and entertainment personalities that Brett has worked with in the past. Uh, Big shout out to the boys from moneyball.com.au as well. Daily fantasy from as little as a dollar per game with tens of thousands of dollars worth of prizes to be won every week. So make sure you jump across there and get involved this weekend. Um, Leading up to the finals, there's going to be some big competitions available across the AFL and NRL final series on moneyball.com.au. Also, Sleeper Keeper, uh, NRL Supercoach Talk is the promo code, 20% off. Sleeperkeeper.com.au. Grab your Supercoach sweatshirt before the end of the season. All right, podcast this week, myself and Joe Fitz. Big show, plenty happening. Let's get to it. Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast for another week, three or four pods to go before we wrap up season 2017. Obviously, obviously my name is Nick, joined on the other end of the line by the ever-reliable Joe Fitz. And Fitz, mate, you're having a, a bit of a super coach renaissance to finish the year on the charge. On a little bit of a charge, mate, uh, just outside the top 500 with a 12.33, but um, yeah, two to three... Uh, or I guess uh, three to four pods to go to the end of the year, and only a few Supercoach weeks. So yeah, getting to the uh, to the business end with head to head finals. Uh, a, a thousand and thirty four for you, just outside the top three thousand, mate. Um, are, are you, is your arrow up or is your arrow going down? No, it's going down week to week to week. I think I dropped about a thousand spots this week, or at least eight hundred. My team value is on the decline. I left McInnes on the bench and he scored 100. Had Tommy Turbo as captain for 46. Um, Michael Morgan, 38. Gallon, 39. Trade, my trade of James Roberts um, over Tedesco two weeks ago has been horrible. That uh, was pretty bad. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's um, it's all going pretty shit, actually. I can't wait till the end <laughs> of the season. Well, Wennon's uh, maybe not going quite as crappy as you, but he is out of key ring range for the first time in a few weeks. He's um, 1,018th uh, with the 10.96. So, yeah, I think um, Catfish, uh, 
says that uh, the key rings are back this year. So I think everyone, if you can get into that top thousand, mate, I still still have mine on my key ring from last year. So um, good little keepsake to super catch. Yeah, for sure. For sure, yeah. Wedding's had a few good weeks, just dropped a little bit this week. Um, but, yeah, like you say, he's probably only sort of five or ten points out of that top thousand. So hopefully with three weeks to go, he can push on and crack into it. Um, steak bets, we've got a bunch of steak bets here, mate. And we had a we went out for a steak dinner Friday night, so you actually paid out a few of these. I think let's say that you paid out my Gordon Tallis bet. I think we can cross that one off. And I'm... did it? Did it taste like ash in your mouth? Because <laughs> I didn't enjoy paying for that one. Bloody Gordon Tallis. Anyway, no, I've ranted tasted, enough about that. It tasted like delicious Caxton steak with a lovely chili sauce on top, and then nice jacket potato and coleslaw on the side. It's tasted. Tasted beautiful, so I'll cross that one off. That's paid out. I think you might have... I don't know if you actually owe Wen in one, but I think you might have paid him out one as well. I think you yeah. bought all of us steaks, didn't you? I, yeah, I did actually fix up the whole table, but uh, I'll, uh, you know, those seven or eight steaks or however many blokes were there, I think uh, I've got to remember to get my account details to, yes. to most of the people that don't, who aren't on the pod and I don't owe to. So, um, no, all good. It was, a, it was a great night and uh, made all the more enjoyable by the fact that uh, Catfish was sitting next to me at the footy having Captain Gallon uh, after I'd said to everyone on the podcast last week that he was a sit, not a start. And, uh, and Catfish is captain to him, and I think we all had a beer and a laugh at that. Yep, exactly. Catfish was very confident that he was going to play 80 minutes in his uh, 300th game and have a big one, but it was it was pretty funny seeing him just watching little old Gallon just sitting on the sideline, just waiting for him to come back on. Yeah, but enough about Catfish's misery because I think he's on a little bit on the slide as well. What have we got for the show this week, mate? We've got a we'll go through all the new, all the usual stuff, the news, injuries, team lists. Have a look at some matchups and trade time. Uh, we'll probably all be all done in about thirty minutes, I think, because if we roll straight through to the news, there's quite a few injuries here actually this week, um, but not too many of them to Supercoach relevant players. Probably Jared Hayne as the most relevant in ankle injury. He won't play this week, uh, and who knows when he's going to be back with all the drama up there on the Titan land. But look, these other guys here, Peter Wallace, O'Neill, Fensom, Reynolds, Cassiano, Brad Parker, Glasby, and Madalino. Not huge super super coach implications there, is there? No, not really. I think more so, uh, sorry, less about the actual players and just more the uh, the minutes impact of some of the other people. Um, Fenson being off leaves the Cowboys uh, bench very, very thin, which might help anyone uh, wanting to play Tamalolo this week because you've got to think he's going to play big minutes. And, uh, and Peter Wallace obviously brings Katoa back into the side, which is just another... Uh, auto emergency nightmare for a bunch of people. So yeah, some super coaching packs, but we'll go through that in the teams. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Justin O'Neill as well uh, brings Ponger into the side on the wing. So if anyone's got him, he's available for selection. Cowboys are in free fall though, and they're up against the Sharks this week. So I don't particularly think that Ponger is going to score a huge amount. Um, but onto the teams, we've got the first game Thursday night. And finally, for once, the Bulldogs are not playing, which can only be a good thing. We've got the Eels and the Titans. Look, there's 
There's a few ins and outs this weekend, um, not hugely super coach relevant, so we'll move through these pretty quick. French is in, uh, Roberts is at 5'8 for the Titans, and King has in, shifted into the lock position. Algie and Pulu are on the bench. And then just quickly yeah. on the... Sorry, mate, you, you go. I was just going to say, yeah, I think um, with Haynes' injury now, uh, you know, being announced as an out, I'd say LG comes on to start with Roberts at fullback. But again, not, not a massive super coach implication. Yes, very true. Rabbitohs versus Warriors. Um, Sergis is going to play prop. I've got him out of my 17 at the moment. What do you think? Same, yeah. Um, there's a big difference between 80 minutes uh, in the 13 and I guess probably 55 to 60 minutes uh, at prop. Um, so, yeah, I, I think he just hasn't been that good uh, lately. Not that a lot of the guns have been great either, but, um, yeah, so just out of the 17 uh, for sure for me. Definitely, definitely. Foreign should return for the Warriors. Broncos and Dragons, no changes for the Broncos. They are on fire the last couple of weeks. Uh, but for the Dragons, couple of changes here. Aitken's tipped to play to come in for Dufty. What's the go there? Yeah, so um, Aitken back after a few weeks out, which should put uh, Dugan back to fullback. So um, I know one or two people that got on Dugan as a pod uh, in the centres, and um, yeah, he's going to be playing fullback this week. But you know, up at SunCorp, uh, I, I just like the Dragons game. Uh, sorry, the uh, the Sharks game. I like the Broncos to, to put a few points on the Dragons this week. So um, I'd be trying to avoid Dragons if I could. Yep. And are you back to the uh, family attendance at Broncos home games this week instead of attending with the boys? Yeah, there'll be a lot less beer because we're in an alcohol-free section. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, well, the the wife and I and, and the kid and the and the wife's family will be uh, in our usual spot. Good stuff. Pumping the arms every time the Broncos score. Yeah, isn't that ridiculous? <laughs> Everyone loves it. But, my, well, my, my th- to be fair, my three-year-old loves, uh, loves the gimmick. I will say, and anyone who goes to a Broncos home game knows this as well, what's the obsession with Phil Collins? Uh, the ground announcer always plays in the air tonight yeah. just before they kick off, and they try and time some drum beat, like, <laughs> as if it's... I, I, oh, I yeah, that one that goes... Do, 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 do. Yeah, it's um, I don't know, it's absolutely crazy. But someone is a huge Phil Collins fan in the uh, the Broncos AV department, and uh, I can't I can't say I'm backing them on that. <laughs> Very true, mate. Very true. Right, the early game Saturday is an interesting one. We've got the Inform Knights up against the Storm. Uh, Munster's back for the Storm. What do you think about this game? I've got the captain on Smithy at the moment. Um, I'm not. I mean, there's two two ways it goes. The Storm either carve them up and potentially Smith and Munster get early marks, or it's a tight game, um, you know, given the, the good form the Knights have been in, and maybe it's 30 to 20 or something like that, which would lead to some good attacking stats for these boys. So I think it could be the latter. I think the Knights could come out, play quite well, keep it close, which hopefully means full 80 for Smith. Yeah, I think the uh, even when the, uh, the Knights do uh, play teams close or even win, as they have been doing, um, they get plenty of points put on them, so I, I wouldn't hesitate to uh, to uh, put the captaincy on Munster or Smith or you know or, or even Slater um, as a bit of an option because I, I do think the Knights will play them uh, pretty tight. They've obviously got you know running high on confidence, um, so yeah. Look, I, I think just given the, the points that the Knights shift, um, you can have a fair bit of confidence in the Storm there. That they they could blow them out obviously, but I, I don't think. 
the storm are necessarily a threat to rest the guys, um, unless it's gone 60 nil, which I don't think uh, the Knights in current form will quite get that, that bad. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. Uh, Roosters and Tigers, Michael Gordon's back and Chris Lawrence is in for the Tigers. Cowboys and Sharks, like you mentioned earlier, Ponga is in, uh, Asiata's at prop, Tomorrow Martin's in at 5-8. No changes for the Sharkies. Braley is on an extended bench. So if anyone is still holding Braley, there's a chance there that he may come in, but probably more unlikely than likely, I would say. Would you agree? Yeah, and I mean, even if um, even if he plays, you've got Sediaro playing kind of 20 to 25 minutes there. You know, Braley's not the 80-minute tackle machine uh, that he was at the start of the year. And, gee, if... if if Braley is going to on, is going to make your, your top 17 at this time of year, uh, I guess unless it's your first year at Supercoach, um, I'd probably say you're doing it wrong. Yeah, I think it's probably more auto-emergency for, for anyone who's trying to do the loop or something like that, maybe. Yeah, actually, that, that's a good idea. I, I just dumped Braley so long ago, I've kind of forgotten about him, to be honest. <laughs> yes, me too. Uh, two games Sunday, Raiders and Panthers... Like you said, Katoa's into hooker. Merrin's back on an extended bench for the Panthers. Be interesting to see if he gets up there. And then Bulldogs versus Manly Sunday afternoon. Frawley's in at 5-8. Elliot's back in the back row. Leisha's on the bench. And for Manly, Kelly returns in the centres there. But no huge news out of those two Sunday games. No, just more the Bulldogs looking to ruin my Sunday afternoon as opposed to my Thursday night. So um, that's really the only relevant uh, <laughs> information for me there. I mean, look, I, look, without going into a rant about the Bulldogs, the spine of Moses and Bai, Chase Stanley, Matt Frawley and Will Hopawade has to be like uh, an all-time bottom five spine. Uh, in yeah, it's pretty history, rubbish. Right? It's pretty it's, rubbish. It is pathetic for a team that uh, you know has made the finals five years running in two grand finals to, to be putting that quality out in the spine is, is pretty disgraceful and it's actually the reason why I think I might have a sea eagle with the uh, with the armband on this week but we'll talk about that a bit later mm, all right all right let's roll straight into trade time now some of the trades this week these ones that you've got in the run sheet here these are the top options for trade-ins yeah, they're the most popular for the week. Well, they were, they were um, this afternoon in there. And look, they're all super obvious. The, the highest, uh, the most traded person in is Anthony Milford for very good reason because I think he scored in uh, mid-80s uh, on the weekend, but he looked even better than that. Um, he was pretty scintillating uh, with some of his touches. So um, uh, 807 people, I think, currently bring him in. And for that to be the top, uh, means that everyone is running pretty short on trades. But, yeah, Milford, if he did have a trade, mate, and would, would you bring him in? Yeah, I think so. It's crazy, isn't it? 807 trades. The most popular trade is Milford in, Hain out, and that's 120 people are making that trade, and it's the most popular. So it's just no one's got anything left. Uh, but, yeah, I like Milford. I'd be looking to bring him in. The other guys on the list here, Mannering, Rapana, Cleary, Trebojevic, Nathan Brown, Tedesco, Taumalolo, and Slater. Got no dramas with any of those guys. I think most of us would probably have sort of most, if not all, of them already. But if anyone wants to buy any of those guys, no dramas at all. 
Yeah, they're all pretty high ownership, you know, outside of Camp Graham as a, as a 122k, I, I guess, cash cow for some reason at this time of year. Um, the only person under 10% ownership uh, in the top kind of 15, 20 players bought is, um, is Matt Gillett. Uh, after his pretty strong performance, and, and he's been on uh, uh, to finish the season, but at 467k, you know it, it's a bit risky paying that much. But you know, you know, is scoring in the mid 40s, Gallon 39 for feeder can barely uh, scrape 50 on updates at, at this time of year. It might be a worthy option if you if you want to go for a pod. Yeah, it's crazy. All these guys, you know, all those those guys you just named who are underperforming, obviously, all in my side. Along with Tapao, you know, I've killed Tapao. He's useless at the moment. Um, Rapana's had a couple of okay weeks, but isn't it crazy? You know, you get all these premiums in post Origin, and then there's at least sort of four, four five, six of them who have just absolutely died in the ass in the last three weeks. I, I can't. I've never seen such a depression amongst premium guns, uh, mm. particularly obviously in the forwards. It's been. I mean, Marty Tapao. Someone needs to bring this in person's report on that guy. I mean, his minutes have just plummeted. Um, out of all of them that have been disappointing, he's probably been the most. He was so dynamic with his tackle busts and offloads earlier in the season. So, and it's not just lower minutes. It's actually the quality of minutes that he's playing. So yeah, really off the ball, uh, off the boil. Um, I just can't see anyone in their right mind playing them in, in, in 17, even against the pathetic bulldog side. Yeah, mate, when you're struggling like me and you've, you've just struggling to put it. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Then together, you might, you'd, you got to play I've yeah, got to play him, basically, but, yeah, see what happens. Um, some of the sells this week, a lot of these make sense as well. Sam Burgess, people jumping off him after a horrible few weeks. Jared Hayne, obviously injury concerns and contract disputes. People jumping off Semi, which is interesting. Jared Wallace, Curtis Scott, Masters, Tapao, Eisenhuth, Cody Walker and Fui Mayono. I mean, they all make sense, pretty much. I suppose, what about Semi? Last three weeks, he's gone... 42, 51, and 16. He's I ha, he's named this week. I don't know. Is there an injury there or, or just out of form? Yes, I, I think, yeah, the base. I mean, he's never had the base for Josh Mansour. Um, so, you know, being a winger, he's always going to have some level of ups and downs. But, yeah, 16 points is pretty bad. Um, and, and he really is kind of on the slide. So I, I'm not sure what's going on with Parramatta at the moment. I know Wayne Bennett had a bit of a slide dig at them, believing their own hype uh, before they got rolled on the weekend. Um, 
semi, I just well, given the the struggles of the the Rapanas and all those guys, it, I, I find it hard to say he's a definite sell. But at the same time, I'd lump him in with a lot of the underperforming guys that you'd really be expecting to aim up. Yeah, I thought I saw somewhere on the weekend that before that Knights game, Para had won six games in a row or something like that. I mean, they're coming fourth on the ladder, so they must have been doing something right the last couple of months. Yeah, the Parramatta side uh, in fourth, they must have got a nosebleed. It's been a while since the yields have been that high. Um, the Yeah, and, well, this is why Bennett in the press conference, you know, mm. made a crack about Parramatta believe in their own press. Um, you know, that was a pretty convincing uh, loss to the Knights. And I know we were actually watching that at the Caxton over a stake before going to the Broncos. And every time I turned around, it seemed like the Knights were in again. So... Um, yeah, bit of bit of a worry power that Brad Arthur's going to have to get it turned around. But uh, if you do have better options than, than Semi, I'd definitely play him. But you know, you look at a lot of people and they're choosing between Semi or Mansour or Curtis Scott, and, and there just isn't really an obvious option that's that's screaming uh, for your fourth centre wing to play. Yeah, exactly. I think Parrick would bounce back this week up against the. <coughs> excuse me, up against the Gold Coast with no Hayne, a bunch of injury concerns. Tomorrow night, I think Semi and Para could have a good game. I think VC option maybe for Semi, Corey Norman, those sort of guys potentially could give the Titans a bit of a hiding. Well, just on that, um, this will be the big test, won't it? I know everyone is pretty much saying that Neil Henry's going to get the sack. Kane LG came out in the press today pretty strongly in support of Neil Henry. Um, and, you know, obviously Jared Haynes not going to be taking the field. If the Titans really aim up strong, that's going to be a massive vote of confidence in Neil Henry um, without Hayne there. And, and you have to think it might tip the balance back in his favour. Yeah, you think so? Yeah, I thought I saw yesterday that Taylor, Taylor and Algie said that they wanted out. Obviously, yeah, it's was changed report, today. That was the report in the Korea Mail, and Nathan Peets called the journal out on Twitter last night, uh, calling it a load of crap, and then Kane Algie's come out uh, in support of Neil Henry. So, I mean, who knows? It's it's uh, mm. it's worth the paper it's written on sometimes, um, those rags. So, yeah, um, the proof's going to be in the pudding if they... If they put in a, a big shift this weekend, well, that says more than any, any newspaper article does for mine. Yeah, exactly. All right, let's talk about some other start and sits this week. Um, from the start side of things, when in start of the week is Cody Walker? Mm, I don't know. South's up against the Warriors. I know the Warriors are useless, but, mate, Cody Walker ain't much better. Yeah, well, he's come back a little bit uh, to form in the last couple of weeks, but I guess the reason why I've got that down and I'm backing when in on this is that the Warriors are just, like, they're, they're, they're clock-watching for Mad Monday. Um, mm. Frankly, I, I know Manners and RTS did okay from a super coach perspective last week, but that they are just absolutely going through the motions, that's right. So, um, you know, you, you get the feeling that, as soon as they go kind of 10 points to nil down, that they just kind of follow it up and uh, just try and get through to the end of the 80 minutes. So I guess from that perspective, Cody Walker's got the potential to go really, really large. So, you know, you're talking about not playing Sergis, uh, you know, trying to avoid playing semi if you've got him. Um, I think Cody Walker's a very, very viable 17th man this week as opposed to those guys. Okay. Okay, Tal Malolo, like you mentioned earlier, could get increased minutes uh, with the makeup of that Cowboys side. So he's definitely a go, and he might even be a captain. Obviously, turned up last week. 
Um, up against the Sharks this week with that game time, should get through a bit of work there. Some of the other good matchups this week, the Roosters are taking on the Tigers, so Mitchell Pearce could be in for a decent game there. Um, you know, some of their other um, outside backs, maybe Latrell, Michael Gordon and co, um, you know, Gordon's back this week, could be in for a good score. We've got a few one-sided games uh, to kick off the weekend. Well, one-sided according to the bookies anyway. Para dollar twenty against the Titans. Souths a dollar thirty-six against the Warriors. Broncos a dollar twenty-eight against St George, and then Melbourne a dollar twenty against the Knights. So the likes of of um, Corey Norman, Semi, like we mentioned, Cody Walker, Milford, and Smithy and Munster and Co. Um, could all be good plays here for these guys and obviously potentially VC and C options early on in the weekend as well. Yeah, completely agree. It's, it, the, the, there's no obvious uh, captaincy choice this week. So, you know, it, it, going for a pod VC and a pod captain, I think, might be a, a bit of a charm to get you know, a few hundred spots, um, you know, around the 1,000 mark if, if you're kind of hovering there. Because I think just judging on a lot of the leagues that I've been looking at that I'm in, um, people are, are shying a little bit away from the likes of Cam Smith or uh, you know, Simon Mannering that are very popular captains and, and trying to go a little bit in that field in the, in the hope of just pushing ahead or, or winning their head-to-head final. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, on the flip side of that, um, the Dragons up against the Broncos at Suncorp on Friday night. How do you think this is going to impact the likes of Widop, McInnes, Lafay, exposed to a lesser extent, JDB and Vaughan? I mean, I don't think the attacking stats are going to be flowing as much for the Dragons, so you'd expect these guys to score maybe a bit less than normal? Yeah, well, middle forwards uh, do very, very well the Broncos, which, again, was the so called um, so the thing for the Jacket that I do think we open last fight. Uh, you know, we'll probably because the Broncos defence has really been aiming up and I think if you've got a Broncos side, you don't want to have to just yeah, really head it coming off the system Yeah, I agree. Agree. I think yeah, these Dragons guys could be a bit underperforming, but yeah, Bron- on the Broncos side, Milford and Co um, should put up some good attacking stats here and get some good points. All right. What are you thinking for this week for VC and C? Um, for myself at the moment, I've got the vice captain on Corey Norman. Um, I'll go back to back vice captains with him and hope that he performs a little bit better up against the Titans this week on Thursday night. Um, and captains on Cameron Smith at the moment, but. Listening to what you say, you know, might be a bit of a pod option there um, that I chuck it on. Maybe I go for Talmalolo. Maybe I even go for Rapana or someone like that and hope that he can get a decent score. Maybe Tommy Turbo. I seem to always be the week after they get a big score. I captain Smithy the week after he scored 140. I captain Tommy Turbo the week after he scored 130. So maybe if I just stick it, um, you know, stick the captain on Tommy Turbo again this week, maybe this will be the up week um, after the down week, which might help. So a few options there. Uh, Cody Walker's a good VC option as well, I think, on Friday. And you're probably going to go Milford as VC? Milford as VC, definitely, mate. Um, but Tommy Turbo, I am going to whack the, uh, the captain uh, armband on. You know, it does suck, and he's the kind of player that you almost want to avoid 
uh, captaining after a big game because mm. I don't have the stats in front of me, but just anecdotally, he tends to not go massive back-to-back. Um, but I just think against this Bulldog side again, um, and particularly with the kicking game so poor um, from Frawley and Chase Stanley, you know, he should be taking a lot of balls on the full, running it back, or, or you know, he should be attacking the ball with, you know, good field position and stuff. So um, I'm, I'm tipping Tommy Turbo to go pretty big. So, yeah, gold arm band thing. Yep, yep, agree. Okay, mate, we're down to question time. So we've got a couple of questions here. Where did these questions come from? They came from nrlsupercoachtalk.com. Uh, the site, you should check it out. Um, usually on a Wednesday uh, morning or Arvo, I'll, uh, I'll post up um, asking for people to chuck some questions on uh, in the trade time uh, thread. So uh, the Riff, who's, who's a regular on the site, uh, he wants to know the best trade in of the season and the worst trade out uh, of the season. Um, do you want to take us away here? Oh, mate, I've had some bad ones. Um, I think... My best, my best trade in was probably. Oh, I'm just trying to have a quick look here. One of my ones early on in the season, I think. Um, maybe. Look, I mean, it's not an awesome trade in, but I traded Gallon in. Like I, I could say, you know, oh Crichton. So, but everyone did that. I traded Gallon in in round seven. Not, not me. <laughs> oh yeah, most trade, people. I, Sorry. I didn't trade him until round seventeen. Most people. Flown. Yeah. Um, I got Gallon in round seven, so I went quite early on him uh, pre-Origin, and he had some really good scores there up until round twelve. You know, everyone else sort of jumped on him in round twelve, uh, but I got four or five good weeks of scores out of him there. My worst trade out was undoubtedly trading out Crichton um, in round 19 and buying Michael Morgan. That's just been an absolute dud, and I don't know why I did it, but I did it. Yeah, I, I think I'd, I'd mentioned the fact that I uh, got Mansour in for Munster in round 18, and, and Munster probably only has to play one game to cover Mansour's three previous games. So that was a, that was a bit of a shocker, given Mansour's well over 100k cheaper than what he was uh, when I bought him. But um, it, it's more the trade ins that that were worse for me. Um, I brought instead of. Uh, getting Pongi in before playing his third game because I was trying to adhere to the uh, the Ten Commandments of Supercoach. You know, don't bring a, a rookie in before he plays his third game. I In back-to-back weeks, I brought in um, Robert Jennings and then Braden Burns. Um, mm. Meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile, everyone who got Ponga in uh, a week or two early were laughing all the way to the bank as he was averaging 70s, and uh, Braden Burns is churning out 14s and... Robert Jennings turning out 30s before they both got dropped and injured. So, yeah, had an absolute shocker with those two and and probably affected my team value a bit. So they would be the worst ones for mine. Yeah, I think, yeah, that's pretty bad. I also grabbed Rapana in round 12. So I had round 12, 13, 14. I think he got at least 200s there and maybe an 80 or something like that. So I had some decent scores from him there, um, whilst other people may not have traded him in that early on because they were worried about his buy coverage. Second question from Wombat81. Um, do we play Ponga as a pod this week? My answer would be no. Um I said earlier on, Cowboys' form hasn't been too great the last few weeks and a, a tough Sharkies side this week, so I would definitely not play him. Yeah, I, I think, you know, people really are searching for pods at this time of year and, and 
I wouldn't want to use my last trade on um, on bringing the likes of Ponga in because you know he could be out uh, out of the side just as quickly. But look, he's he's proven that he scores pretty well when he plays. So um, you know if someone is behind in their head to head and uh, and has a couple of trades up their sleeve and and wants to um, to roll it out then. You know, Ponga could be worse, but at the same time, he's playing on the wing, which mm. Paul Green always said, you know, he, he was a specialist fullback, not a winger. So, you know, you've got to wonder if that does impact his scoring. Yeah, for sure. I think that, yeah, that position playing on the wing is a big impact. Our last question from Tiger Shark Best nuffs to cash out AE Nightmares. Now, you've got a few names here, mate. Uh, let's see if you can pronounce them all correctly. Oh, mate, no chance with the second one. I will I will preface it by saying any 122K player that's a dual um, is is going to be fine, um, but there are a couple of teams that tend uh, to play later in the week over the next few rounds. Um, the guys I've got down here, Jed Cartwright, is actually something like 10% owned, which has got to be one of the most uh, highly owned nuffs. Uh, in Supercoach history, is a dual centre wing, second row forward. Uh, Tui Kami Kamika, um, second row, front row dual. Uh, Rod Griffin from the Bulldogs is the same, second row, front row, um, and Bulldogs have the last game this week. And Carl Anderson from the Broncos is a dual centre wing fullback. So, you know, those four guys kind of cover most of the spots there. Um, I don't think there's much in... Um, Enoughs uh, in the halves because I think just about the only dual halfback five eighth enough going around now uh, that's a gun is is Gareth Widdop. So um, <laughs> everyone, else, everyone else tends to be locked into you know halfback only like Nathan Cleary or five eighth only like uh, Anthony Milford. So a bit less value this year in, in a half five eighth enough for mine. Yeah. Definitely. That Jed Cartwright, he's a good player. I think he's going to be uh, making a super coach impact at some stage in the next two or three seasons for sure. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I've got a couple of nuffs in my team. Paul Gallen, Martin Tapao. <laughs> no, I've, I've still got bloody Jared Kennedy, who I traded in, and then he was didn't even play. And Asapelli Fine, Fine, whatever his name is, he's still in my team as well. Um, there's a, you know, that, that uh, private chat that you and I are in with Gwen and a couple of the guys can be absolutely brutal when one of us makes a mistake. And uh, I distinctly remember you absolutely sounding <laughs> off when, 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 when Jared Kennedy didn't get named that week that you brought him in and that Sean Lane joke. scored 80 odd. Yeah, you weren't a happy boy, were you? No. Oh, well. All right, mate, let's begin to wrap it up. Uh, obviously, what round have we got this week? Round 24. So we'll do another normal podcast next week, round 25, and maybe pre-round 26. That'll be our last pod for the year. We'll, we'll do a three-man pod with Wenin. Uh, you know, maybe we'll do sort of 15 or 20 minutes of actual Supercoach chat and then just 15 or 20 minutes of, of garbage, just sort of wrapping up the season, rounding off on all the stake bets, working out sort of who's paying who and when we're actually going to do it. Um, so that should be a bit of fun. I think that's what we'll do for the for the last two for the season, if that's okay with you. Mate, we've got to give the people what they want. That's right. That's right. All right, mate. Good luck again this week. Thanks to everyone for listening, and we'll uh, see you back again same time, same place next week. Cheers. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 